Welcome, everybody, to Our Community, Our Mission. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission, and you're listening again to Our Community, Our Mission, a podcast of the Topeka Rescue Mission. Each week we talk about different issues that are facing our community as well as what the Topeka Rescue Mission's involvement is and have special guests on with us today. Very delighted to have a special guest with us who is the Chief Counsel for Freedom Now USA, Sarah Shipman. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, Sarah, we're talking about uh, Freedom Now USA, which some people have heard about. It was a initiative that was basically birthed out of uh, what we found at the rescue mission with this issue of human trafficking in our community. And we began to realize that we needed to do more than just a response of what we call downstream for rescuing victims and trying to help them to escape trafficking, but look at systems issues of why do we have trafficking in the first place. And so we started uh, having conversation in the community here a couple of years ago and went to the Kansas legislature and talked to Governor Sam Brown back at the time, and then after he went to Washington, D.C., eventually saw a resolution developed to uh, declare war on human trafficking through what we call um, Freedom Now USA. And in the process of all of that, uh, you were serving as the Secretary for Administration for the state of Kansas and the governor's cabinet at that time. And tell us a little bit about uh, how you got involved with the issue of human trafficking. Is this something that you had been studying for a while? Is this something that uh, you had uh, just heard about? Or how involved were you and why in the world today are you on the staff of Freedom Now USA as the chief counsel? Well, it, it's kind of a roundabout way of getting involved in a social issue. I had no idea that human trafficking was occurring in our community. I had heard of it but knew nothing about it. I was actually looking for a way in Topeka to get involved with those who were imprisoned, thinking that I would go work um, or volunteer in one of our correctional facilities. And as I was exploring that opportunity, I heard about a group that was looking at human trafficking in, in Topeka and Shawnee County. And because I had no idea, I went and listened and went to a few meetings and started discovering what it was that was going on in our community and realized who are more imprisoned than those who are enslaved by others, sometimes in their own homes. So I, um, I started volunteering for the organization. I came about it from a very different perspective. I'm an attorney. I'm a business person. I've done real estate and contracts my whole career. Um, and really started looking at um, the way, in my opinion, one of the ways to attack trafficking is to attack the business of trafficking. And to do that, we have to start um, doing more than just working with the victims. We have to start um, looking at those who are perpetrating the crime. So, Sarah, the number of people are becoming aware of this issue of human trafficking in our country, is around the world, and, and probably right now, Every time you turn around, you hear the term human trafficking, but still a lot of people don't understand what human trafficking is. What have you learned about what exactly human trafficking really means? You know, my understanding of what human trafficking is, is being forced, frauded, or coercing into providing services for someone else so that they can um, exploit it and make money. Um, what I am discovering is that there are so many people who are involved in this as a victim that have no idea that they are actually being victimized. Mm -hmm. they, they don't understand that what they are doing is not 
beneficial to them alone, but they're actually being used to make money for somebody else. It sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? You know, that somebody might be used by somebody else to make money for them and they don't even realize it. But some people do realize that um, their freedoms have been taken away. In other words, they're forced to do this. Um, They don't have a choice. Um, What would you say, Sarah, what you've learned is the magnitude of this problem? Um, and I'm not saying pick down exact numbers when they ask me about how many homeless are in America. I really don't know, but there's quite a few. Just look around. But what have you learned in regards to the magnitude of this problem? Is this kind of rare? And we're focusing a lot of attention on something that maybe is not that frequent in its occurrence, or is it big? It's big. Um, the latest numbers that I have seen say that worldwide it is probably $150 billion with a B dollar industry per year. Um, And that includes everything from sex trafficking to labor trafficking to organ trafficking and all all kinds of um, nefarious activity where somebody is exploiting another person for personal gain. It it's bigger than anybody suspected. And as we started to look at it in our community, those who were in the trenches and dealing with the victims and working with people who suffer from this are not surprised at the magnitude that we're seeing in Topeka and Shawnee County. But as I go out and talk to others and am giving um, presentations around the community, the community really was not aware of how big of an issue it is. And we're starting to have that awareness. And, and that is something that is always the biggest front end of this thing, awareness. Um, we knew that in Topeka and Shawnee County, as we personally were becoming aware of this not only being a problem, but it was bigger than we thought it might be, is that we needed to do something with that. And so that awareness piece is huge. And so we spent quite a bit of time talking about this, and we still are, um, to help people in the community to see this. So we think we think of it being global, $150 billion a year, and I guess that's really the number that is guesstimated because you really don't know what you don't know probably could be bigger than that. Also understand uh, as far as the nefarious money-making, it's second only to illegal sale of drugs in the world and could be overtaking that someday. And so it's powerful because there's a lot of money involved and people take and use other people and have since the beginning of time use other people to make money off of them. Um, it's one terminology that's been referred to as modern day slavery or just simply slavery. I think what's remarkable is that, uh, you know, a lot of us think if you said, do we have slavery in America? We'd say, well, we used to, um, but that was abolished. And if we say, well, when was abolished, most people have no idea when it was abolished. But in 1865, Abraham Lincoln signed the amendment uh, to the 13th amendment papers to the 13th amendment to abolish slavery in the United States. Um, slavery had occurred for 246 years in this continent, this United States, prior to 1865. So, Sarah, uh, it took a long time to abolish slavery. What's the goal of freedom now in regards to slavery in America today, in regards to people who are uh, defrauded, forced, or coerced into doing something for someone else? Well, our, our goal is to live in a world that that does not exist anymore and to completely eradicate trafficking. We are starting in Topeka and Shawnee County with this effort. And you talked about awareness. And what I would like to point out is that Freedom Now USA and community members have spent over a year looking at our community and trying to discover where we see 
human trafficking occurring, where we see slavery occurring. And we have, over the course of a year, made a lot of inroads into discovery and how to identify it. And going forward, we are working on a community-wide plan that will help us end trafficking in our community or certainly make great strides to that. And a big piece of that is identifying not only the vulnerabilities that make somebody susceptible to becoming a victim of trafficking, but also those parts of our society that create the demand for for victims of human trafficking and an identification of those people who might someday be complicit in the process without even mm, realizing. Not even know they're part of it. Right. Yeah. So spent about a year in the awareness piece, still making people aware of it. And then you talked about discovery. How did you discover um, what some people refer to as the threat in our community? How did that happen? We worked closely with law enforcement at the city, county, and state level. We also had um, detailed conversations with people in the healthcare industry, the behavioral health industry, social services, all of those people in our community who have been working for years with people who might be victims of trafficking and starting to understand that that's what they're seeing. And as we worked through that process, we have come together as a team and built trust among us and built a process by which we can have these open and honest conversations about what we're seeing in our community and how each of us can um, have an impact on on stopping what we're seeing. Talk also a little bit about the uh, connection or networking with Morris Nelson and Associates. What uh, what was that group about? We brought in a consulting group, like you said, called Morris Nelson and Associates. They are a counter threat group that has worked long and hard on the U.S. southern border on counter um, counter drug trafficking into this country, and we took some of those same ideas that they use to stop the drug trafficking or to inhibit drug trafficking into the country to work with um, human trafficking and preventing that. And I, I think the biggest lesson that we learned from them is talking about the different missions that the organizations have and how while while we may have different missions individually, stopping human trafficking fits into every one of our missions individually if we look at that process. And the example they used, because that was kind of a roundabout way of answering it, but the example that they used is border security has a twofold mission. One is to keep our borders safe, but two is to facilitate commerce among nations. So they have to work to do both of those things simultaneously, Mm -hmm. just like those in law enforcement have to work to stop crime, but also protect victims. Mm -hmm. So so people have dual missions Mm -hmm. and we are really starting to work together on how that can be used to our benefit instead of inhibiting what we're doing. So this wasn't a, a casual approach to awareness. It was a major push on awareness. Secondarily, it wasn't a casual approach to discovery. In other words, if we're going to understand what the threat really is in Topeka Shawnee County, uh, we're not only going to look at it from our own lens, but we're going to invite some people who are really good at intelligence work in the military to be able to come in and look at this as well. Um, I think that that it goes without saying, it's really enhanced the discovery. And so basically lots of meetings, lots of people coming together, surveys, different things like that that you brought together together. So once you discover everything, you get, you get an idea, and, and, and I'm, I think it goes without saying, 
this isn't a done one-off type discovery. It's continually learning and adapting to what we're learning, right? That's right, because as soon as we learn um, where some activity is taking place or as soon as law enforcement becomes aware of something, then the traffickers change how they operate. Mm -hmm. And so we have to adapt with them. But no, this is not a um, one and done kind of thing. We've spent over a year in discovery. We have moved into an action phase. We took all of that information we discovered, all of the data we had collected, all of the anecdotes and stories and um, statistical information we had about Topeka, and we have created a one-year action plan to implement, to build community awareness, to look at the threat of trafficking, to work with victims from a from a holistic standpoint, from the from the point that they are still a victim to the point they're fully integrated back to the community. We're looking at our neighborhoods, we're looking at our laws, and we're looking at how we can keep this momentum moving forward and keep Topeka engaged in this process. So now we're in the action phase, and that's the, the get-or-done part. Is this going to be done in a year? It's not going to be done in a year, but I think that within a year, our goal is to have developed the systems to monitor the trafficking networks and monitor the activity and identify the victims and give the community an idea, a continuous education about what trafficking looks like as it changes in our community so that within a year we will have a group of people who are working together on this all the time instead of groups of people who are working on their piece of it individually all the time. I think that's huge. You know, it's... um uh, number one, it's it's historically been um, s- single groups like law enforcement or prosecution trying to work on this or victim services, but not necessarily working together because there wasn't a framework necessarily. Not that there wasn't a willingness, but just a framework. And what you've helped do is create a framework that that to happen. So if I'm a human trafficker out here, I've got a business here, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm hearing this, which I hope some guys are that are involved in this. I'm going to be a little concerned that it's not, uh, we're not going to be able to slip through the cracks on this, that this illegal activity in Topeka Shawnee County is not good. Is, is one of the hopes, Sarah, for traffickers to begin to realize it's not going to be a good place to do business in this community? Is that one of the, one of the goals here? In other words, there could be a big risk at your business model um, of losing your business model in Topeka Shawnee County because it's not going to be okay here. Right. The idea is that everybody in the community will know what to look for and everybody in the community will recognize things. And so traffickers won't be able to operate as easily as they have in the past in communities where not everybody knows what's going on. So we're trying to build an awareness similar to the see something, say something that we all have at the airport. Mm -hmm. We want a see something, say something attitude in the community about trafficking activities so that it is not as easy for the traffickers to operate. And if they can't make money in this community, if we've stood up and said, we're not going to allow you to do this without consequence, Mm -hmm. then they're going to move somewhere else. Okay. So that's great for Topeka and Shawnee County. We're going to be better. We're going to be safer. People are going to move here. Um, It's just going to be better because not only is, is, is trafficking um, such a horrible, horrible um, situation for any community, the victims, the families, the community of safety, but it's it's related to the drugs and the guns and the and the shootings and and all kinds of other nefarious activities. So okay, great. Topeka Shawnee County gets uh, to be better and safer. 
which we all know is is a goal. But that doesn't solve the problem. They move somewhere else. So then what? Right. We're on it. We're on several major highways. Um, we are a through spot for all kinds of commerce and trade and activities. We also know that if we shut down activity in our community, it will move. Until there's no demand in the U.S., there will be trafficking. Um, so what we are trying to do is then network with other communities so that when they are seeing activities happen, say in Kansas City or Wichita or Salina or any of those next big communities mm-hmm. that we can work with, we're starting, to, we're starting to reach out and partner with them and make connections and grow this effort so that we just push it farther and farther and farther so that ultimately there's not trafficking in the United States. Kind of, kind of sounds like uh, back in the 1800s, you know, in the north it was free states and in the south it was slave states. And so uh, there was a conflict within our country. And, and so the eradication of an atrocity has got to be on a total broadband basis here across the entire country. Do you think that uh, what's being learned in Topeka and Shawnee County is going to be important to be able to share with some of the communities? Absolutely. I think that the lessons that we have learned and the community networks we have developed and the relationships that we have built within our community and how we are all working together to address this can be um, applied in communities across the United States. And I think it will need to in order to fully understand the extent of this problem and address the impacts of it, both economic and um, from a physical and mental health standpoint. Mm -hmm. We will have to work with those other communities, and I'm hoping that what we have done here, we will end up with a model that can then be um, transplanted into other places based on what their community looks like. Part of what we've had to do is look at what trafficking looks like specifically in Topeka, because it's different here. Mm -hmm. Human trafficking in Topeka is probably different than the human trafficking that you're going to see in a community like Dodge City or Garden City, Mm -hmm. or even a community like Kansas City. So um, we've had to develop a process for studying our community specifically, and I think any community will have to do something similar. But there's some tools that we can help them with if they haven't got there yet. Absolutely. And a lot of communities are doing some great stuff um, around the country, and we're learning from them, and they're learning from us at some point in the future. CityGate Network, uh, part of the Rescue Mission um, Association that uh, Topeka Rescue Mission is involved with, has actually asked for us to uh, talk to the rescue missions about this issue because rescue missions are on the front line of vulnerability. In other words, people who have great needs and don't have a home, don't have enough food, whatever, those are vulnerable folks. And traffickers look for those kind of folks to pull them in. And so had a chance to uh, go out to California here a while back, and, and you and another team member went to another uh, community, another state here the other day and talked to rescue missions about training them. What, what kind of reception are you seeing in the rescue mission arena on the issue of human trafficking? You know, they're really starting to recognize that some of the things that they thought were related to chronic homelessness might be related to human trafficking as well. Interesting, isn't it? It is. And they're starting to um, think differently about how they operate, think differently about how they're able to protect the people in their care, Mm -hmm. think differently about who might be in their care and and what um, trauma they faced And it's one of the things that we have been speaking about around the country just this last month. Um, One of my team members and I 
were in um, Iowa and met with rescue missions from Nebraska, Colorado, Kansas, um, kind of this whole part of the center of the country to talk about this issue and, and what we're seeing in their rescue missions and our rescue missions and how we can share that knowledge back and forth. And they actually specifically invited you to come um, to be able to do this training. And from what I understand, there are a lot more invitations in the future to come to different regions within the United States to specifically speak to rescue missions. Um, do you envision that happening at some point? Um, getting Topeka Shawnee County uh, on the right track here, do you see yourself and Freedom Now being able to go out and do more of this? I do hope so. I, I think that that is ultimately one of our goals. You know, our our goals are twofold: one, to eradicate trafficking in Topeka and Shawnee County. But if we're if we're successful in making a dent, then I think that it's important to go out and share the the knowledge that we've learned and the tools that we've developed. And I think that rescue missions are a great place to start with that, mm-hmm. especially knowing the people that they have in their care. Sarah, it's uh, really good to visit with you today. I'm asking a lot of questions I already know the answers to because we work together on this so much, but I want people to really begin to understand that in this community, Topeka Shawnee County, there is an incredible movement that's going on. People are becoming aware. They have a greater understanding of what's happening in our community, and they're taking action. They're actually taking action now. Sarah, in, in just kind of one thought here, how can people help? you to be able to lead the team in ways um, to be able to conclude this, or maybe conclude is not the right word, maybe to really eradicate human trafficking from the Topeka Shawnee County area and help you to empower to help other communities? I think one of the things is to take every opportunity that you have in the community to learn more. Um, It's a big topic of discussion. The chief of police has um, education seminars that are going on, educating the community about trafficking. There's other other organizations that are doing education. So I think that the first thing was is to get informed. But the second is this is really a grassroots movement. This really came from the community, not from the government or the the powers that be. Um, This was the community recognizing that this was happening and wanting to get involved and wanting to stop it. And so there are all kinds of ways to to get involved, whether it's volunteering at the rescue mission to work with the guests there who have all kinds of um, vulnerabilities to working with CASA, to working with um, Freedom Now USA. Obviously, I'll take any volunteer I can get on our teams. How do they get a hold of you, Sarah? Well, they can go to our website, Mm -hmm. which is freedomnowusa.org. That's (laughs) what I thought. I don't have it in front of me, and I don't email myself. It's a long, long title, but freedomnowusa.org. And uh, they can uh, get a hold of us there to talk about or ask more questions. And there's information uh, out there about what this is all about. Uh, Sarah, um, pretty major life change for you from where you were as the Secretary of Administration of the state of Kansas and then coming into this. Sarah, you also are the Executive Director of the Kansas Book Festival as well. And uh, so you're a multi-talented person. But we just want to thank you, Sarah, for uh, your real gift um, to this community, a gift to the victims of trafficking and a gift to Topeka Rescue Mission as well as Freedom Now USA to be able to come along and have such uh, talents that you have to be able to lead now the action plan 
um, to eradicate human trafficking. So thank you for coming, and thank you for listening to Our Community, Our Mission, a weekly update of the Topeka Rescue Mission. If you're interested in helping the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to trmonline.org, trmonline.org, and you can find out more about Topeka Rescue Mission and also donate there. If you have your cell phone and you would like to text to give, you can text TRMGIVE to 77977. Text TRMGIVE to 77977. Thank you for being with us on Our Community, Our Mission.